Namaste. Uh, welcome to this panel discussion, episode two. Uh, this is an eminent panel discussing the challenges, issues, and the solutions for encouraging advanced student projects in the world of um, leveraging our ancient Indic scientific and technological contributions. And what I would want to share is, while this is an interesting topic to a lot of people across the entire country and perhaps the world, it's also important to know how to go about doing it, what kind of incentivization can be done. And specifically, we are talking to these professors who have been guiding students who have won the I, uh, Vishwakarma Prize in IIT Madras. So that's the panel. So Rajivji, may I request you to share your thesis that you would like to present so we can have the eminent panel respond to your thesis, your provocative okay. thesis. Okay. So as a, as a computer scientist, I spent most of my life studying algorithms. So I think the Indians discovered algorithm uh, rather than model. Mm -hmm. uh, and so okay. what is the algorithm for building steel? Or what is the algorithm for you know, improving your teeth or doing something? And this algorithm can be tested. And then a better algorithm can be developed uh, without need necessarily for a model per se. Now, if you look at, uh, if you look at artificial intelligence today, uh, it is being uh -huh. criticized because the AI-based uh, algorithm that has been perfected, machine learning is constantly improving its algorithm based on big data. Uh, if you ask them a proof that uh, give a theoretical proof of how this algorithm works, uh, they are not able to do so. In fact, they are being, uh, they are being told that uh, your algorithm is biased based on race or gender or something like that, uh, unless you can prove how you reach the conclusion. Why did you recommend that these are the three best candidates for this job? What is the, what is the logic? And the people, these people in AI saying we cannot, we cannot give you the model that the algorithm uses because the algorithm is learning heuristically. It is learning exactly. heuristically. It is a very pragmatic, empirically based approach. So uh, uh, a possibility that I put on the table is that uh, Indian knowledge system was a kind of similar to machine learning and basically using experience. Experience is the big data. You keep improving your algorithm. So you keep... Yes. You keep making better idlis because you know you make it this way, then the people like it more. You make it that way, people don't like it. Then you add this masala, then you change the temperature. So you are constantly experimenting and constantly improving. So therefore, the Indians were algorithm builders and similar to machine learning uh, today. This is a theory, this sort of says, this is why I, I wrote this book on AI. People ask, well, what's the relevance with Indian traditions? Uh, and I wrote this book on AI uh, to bring my original, uh, you know, career, which was in AI 50 years ago, uh, into the modern context. And that I feel that AI has brought to the forefront today a, a kind of an approach to knowledge, which is algorithmic rather than model building. What do you think right. of that? Beautiful. I think, Professor Murthy, how would you like to... Uh, uh, take on what uh, Rajiv is proposing. Is our, uh, is our knowledge system uh, based on models or is it algorithmic? And if so, are the empirical algorithms that pragmatically work and therefore it has been 
um, built up in a very big way. Therefore, we could do the contributions. Professor Murthy. I, if you don't mind, I beg to differ with Professor Rajiv. Just because I don't know something does not mean it doesn't exist. This is where I right. want to start with. Okay. Uh, in my view, um, most of the Indian system must have been, I would say must have been, because I don't know. Okay. Uh, based on right. uh, real theoretical models. Only thing is, okay. what we see now is only the algorithm part of it. The theoretical science part of it, possibly because it was not documented, uh, as Lakshman was telling, it started in orally somewhere, the chain got broken, and as a result, we do not have it. Uh, but at the same time, in the last 50 years after independence or so, or now 75 years, we are talking about, uh, people did not uh, take it up seriously because we somehow, we have, we have been uh, somehow got, uh, I would say, um, uh, tuned ourselves that possibly we are not the best. And people on the other side uh, of the West are possibly the best. So I have to accept whatever they say about me. And as a result, true uh, inquiry into that. Okay, people doing PhDs. For example, when I wanted to give this nanocopper things to my PhD student, okay, he was telling me, sir, will I really get a PhD? Will some professor uh, somewhere, uh, if I send this thesis, will he accept that thesis? Okay. And, uh, and because most of the things that are being done is uh, they will say these are all empirical. Okay, where is the science that you are bringing in? So unless a large number of people do research into this and the government has to support, I don't think, uh, I mean, until, again, I'm sorry to go into politics until possibly BJP came into picture. Nobody even uh, uh, wanted to support research on this kind of a thing. Okay, so for uh, many years, 60 years after independence, uh, we, we did not touch this. It is only now we are, for example, Indian knowledge system. Every IIT is what trying is to have, we have a cell, Indian what knowledge system cell at IIT Hyderabad, where we are trying to pick up every one of the uh, Indian scientific thing. And I'm requesting my faculty, I say, I will give you funding. Are you interested to do research? Okay. Beautiful. So, so unless we I, do I, this, maybe 50 years down, down the line, we will be able to prove to the world that there was science behind it. It was not just algorithm, but it is uh, uh, solid uh, models were there. Uh, but at the moment, I, I, uh, I have to agree with Professor Rajiv that we do not see that model. We only see the algorithm. Okay. Here is Rajivji proposing, uh, propose, uh, giving this proposition saying that, look, we are algorithmic. Perhaps we didn't have theoretical models. And here is Professor Bhutti saying that, no, there has been scientific thinking. The experts who put together these algorithms must have had those theoretical models. Perhaps the documentation is poor. Perhaps the basis on which these algorithms have been constructed are still not fleshed out. Therefore, there's a lot of effort needed to be able to do that. And he is so positive about the fact that this kind of a research has opened up a lot of vistas for youngsters to look into what can be done what needs to be done. I think that's a beautiful um, take in this panel. So Rajiv, would you like to- Brilliant faculty from IIT should work on this. Then yeah, you will see yeah. what's going to happen. So I'll, 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 bring another, I'll bring in another piece of evidence. You know, the great mathematician, Srinivas Ramayujan, uh, okay. could not prove his theorems. In fact- But that you... was a Western construct, Rajivji. The no, notion no, of a right. proof. They, they, they kept, they kept saying proof. They said, wait, he had a certain intuitive approach 
to right. to establishing a certain theorem but but he, he had a big argument with bertrand russell and other people saying you cannot consider it valid unless you have a theory unless you have a proof and he spent they kept trying to teach him how to prove they probably ruined a lot of his years of life that he could have spent better just pr producing intuitively right. theorems that were true but uh, you know he didn't see any point in proving it and then ultimately the answer he gave is that the goddess speaks to me and gives me this when they said how do you know you you are you are writing this theorem which is true but how did you figure it out uh, you know and yes. and so the whatever the reason is he, the answer he gave is that the goddess told me so this is yes. a as recently as 100 years ago uh, we've had geniuses producing brilliant facts that are valid but not based on necessarily a model because even he himself said i cannot prove it tell me why you think no, that no. rajiv ji i i would like to give you a couple of small updates and i want to agree to agree and agree to disagree with you first and the foremost the notion of pramana is very different from the notion of proof the notion of proof is a very western construct which we have not yet internalized to be able to bring it out in a spontaneous way but the notion of pramana was very much in the blood of these indic uh, researchers if i cannot say so and it is something which has not been built upon more importantly the theorems that uh, uh, ramanujam had listed out even now there are so many of these theorems for uh, those proofs are still not known and people are working on it but they have been succeeding albeit at a slow pace getting the proofs in place that's a very interesting thing so those that still will open not... questions are coming theorems yeah yeah but not the point is proved, No, no. I, I'm saying that. No, I'm saying that hundred years later they are able to prove it, but he did not. He did not derive it by proof. Yeah, exactly. That words, I agree. We all agree. Yeah, his, that. I'm no, saying no. that he. No, no. I'm not talking about lack of. It's not that there is lack of proof. I'm saying that right. the method of discovery. The, yes. My question had to do with what was the method of discovery of wood steel, for example. So the method of right. discovery of Ramanujan was not through a model, and then based on that he comes up with proofs of various kinds. It was a, it was a kind of a some kind of a super intuitive, super rational, intuitive, uh, maybe a pramana that uh, does not build off of models. So I give you both examples. Right. I give you the example of uh, uh, Ayurveda, which is model based. Uh, and i give you right. uh, uh, other i give you I, i i think there are that there is the other methodology also that the indians have had which is not necessarily model based but algorithmic and they it is all heuristic and they, they the ability to internalize the big data without the without the use of a, without the need of a, a supercomputer with ai machine learning in it human being uh, being the learning system that i i i am uh, experiencing and i'm learning so much my mind can hand, handle so much capacity i'm learning and i'm able to come up with amazing new discoveries without a model i think this is actually a uh, uh, this is actually an accomplishment of a higher mind right 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 exactly that's the whole point rajiv ji what you are bringing out is exactly the basis on which our scientific heritage has been built up over a period of time in terms of the demonstrable impact we need to perhaps work backwards to retrofit what western notions of proof could be should be or model should be and i think yes. that's a huge opportunity but more yes. importantly i just want to kind of take you off from the because this is a very important topic that you brought up rajiv ji and that's something which we should talk at length but i want to bring back the focus on to the second part of what professor muti shared 
and that is something it's very important it's about how do we build that robust indic identity best practices such that the difficulties and challenges that uh, professor muthi was talking about you know talked about the fact that the uh, current dispensation in the center is ready to open up its uh, purse and fund some projects which are in quotes esoteric like how people otherwise think right so how do you build up that um, motivation for the students to take up because he was talking about the fact that students used to ask will this earn a phd will the people look at the phd thesis if it's sent abroad will they really appreciate the contributions etc etc so rajiv ji uh, your thoughts on professor muthi's second part of his uh, statements well i think um, uh, uh, you know the government motive may be different it may be more about you know you build an identity it has political value because people who have a certain identity uh, you know will think a certain way they'll be better citizens they'll be more patriotic uh, they'll be more rooted they'll be emotionally better off you know that sort of thing i think there's that kind of a rationale continuity uh, uh, from one generation to the next so there are many other advantages i've talked about the indian grand narrative as a major project that's lacking that ought to exist uh the the question is what would be the relationship between that and scientific discovery uh, would uh, to what extent would uh, having an identity enhance my methodology my praman for scientific discovery uh, and and no and i step in here rajiv ji should don't mind the students how do you motivate the students to take up these kinds of projects that's the question yeah so i would say that if you look at one of the methodologies that i find happening in the traditional indian uh, systems which could be of relevance in solving the problem today is that they always wanted to cultivate a higher mind through meditation through sadhana because the problems were not solvable uh, with the with the ordinary indriyas uh, these they required a certain kind of a consciousness clearer stable you know still able to witness perceive both internally and externally i think they the our ancestors had much sharper observation skills and they had a multi sensory uh, you know multi sensory ability to cognize things that we can't do so without instruments and even then we can't do so so i would say that uh, a, a kind of a, a, a each individuals training as a, a kind of a, in what is called adhyatma vidya inner sciences uh, would be a very important uh, requirement now the one university doing this in the us is the maharishi international university uh, i i have known those people for a long time i knew maharishi for a long time everybody who uh, joins that university for the undergraduate he goes through this transcendental meditation and lot of meditation and they teach him jyotish and they teach him all kind of practices Uh, because they feel that this is part of what would make him a better scientist or a better writer okay. or a better musician that's interesting uh, and you know it's very interesting you look at the statistics the sat scores uh, which indicate uh, the kind of person at high school who joined uh, and the gre score which tells you what kind of a graduate finished the undergraduate for postgraduate work you find that the sat scores of the input coming into the university show that they are a 50 60 70 percentile people they are average people they are not brilliant they are taking ordinary people and by the time okay. the person graduates his gre scores are like 95 98 
so they're taking ordinary people and through this sadhana they're turn, turning them into much above average uh, output this is a very, very good empirical test that the vedic system of uh, knowledge trying to sharpen your mind and your cognition has value i would say that uh, india lacks that india indian iits and all these places should place a huge emphasis on cultivating the inner inner ability the adhyatmic ability of students and then these students Wonderful. will be interested in these things beautiful maybe i should ask professor manivannan what do you say professor manivannan to what uh, rajiv ji is proposing is a student there only to kind of build up a certain skill set or is there a need to transform oneself such that one becomes lot more capable in order to nurture the skill set professor manivannan yeah sure thank you professor mohan and again uh, it's a relevant question uh, rajiv ji my view is that uh, first of all in the indian and uh, institutes the students definition of success is money how big a money they can earn okay and the happiness is is you know, indexed to the money so it is not that some of we love to give an alternative to the students we love to you know some of motivate them to look beyond the money the inner uh, you know motivation like you know what uh, rajiv ji is uh, talking about um so uh, yes so uh, i think every individual is born with certain you know passion so we love to you know hand hold them to you know uh, follow their passion instead of you know uh, focusing on computer science or you know mechanical engineering or whatever it is we have to become interdisciplinary and uh, ask them to you know follow the passions give them the tools to follow the passions and everybody i think you know needs uh, to follow the passions instead of just the money alone i think happiness or inner you know identifying their own strength you know looking inward is i think is most important and uh, as a education system i believe uh, we should encourage instead of you now forcing them to learn sanskrit or you now tamil or you now anything else so uh, 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 look look inward is what we have to tell them right now the students are looking outward right thank you so essentially what you are kind of saying is that uh, the basis for even studying sanskrit or tamil sangam tamil or any of the literature would be the first step us to help the student become a better human being not only looking outwards for gathering skills but looking inwards to tap the in, inherent intrinsic energies that can enable one to focus better so that's a very interesting point maybe i should ask professor lakshman what do you say to this do you encourage your students to go into the inner journey as well to be better students uh yes as a matter of fact what professor rajiv said is right to some extent but i don't agree with him that we don't follow it in our educational system that's something which uh, i would like to say it's not okay. done in the institute campuses but it is done at their homes if you look carefully okay right so, uh, so it, there, this that's is not the point this is nothing new for india right you had a gurukulam okay. system when does it change right the new way of education was brought in why it was brought in right and then we started following the chain was broken and we started one particular aspect therefore we are doing this okay. kind of an education system it doesn't take much time for us to look back prove them that those those are the ways that you learn much better and faster number one that has to be said to them right and above and it lasts them to look inward then second given the current scenario can i use the word the rat race which is existing right nobody mm-hmm. has the patience to listen that's one 
that is where we need right. to say no as professor manivanan pointed out the happiness is not tied to your career where you land up or what money you put in your pocket it's about the happiness you get when you do a job once they realize it i'm sure that they would be in the right path and uh, professor murthy's point with respect to faculties involving i'm actually uh, you all know uh, the people here would surely know the for example our own department of science and technology has a new project called which is called as science of heritage research initiative which actually i have seen last year two years back when we submitted a proposal i see a lot of professors from various parts of india have come from different perspective of science not only metallurgy archaeology okay analyzing the old iron analyzing towards various aspects paintings uh, minings etc it's actually a right initiative that thing which we are looking at to find out what we lost probably we didn't lose it i won't say we lost it rediscover it and move forward that's what is my point wonderful wonderful i should ask professor sampat kumar what do you say sir about what uh, lakshman says professor lakshman says how do you say that learning has not only been formal in the institutional setups like iit but it's also been informal in the home where you pick up a lot of gyan lot of knowledge that really aids in your formal studies as well so professor sampat kumar yeah. thanks uh, thanks for some morgan and uh, my colleague rachman has clearly put it it is already there with them actually only when they come to iit they miss it but that's why i when okay. i take my class i remind them actually not only their home that also in the curricular come through in my class i take little senior people i purposely make it a point to say good morning stand up say and sit down actually it's very hard but tell them no this is what we have used to it actually cultivate them now finally right. do it because i told them when you go for a job you wish them say allow people that inspiration has to come through actually so we really wherever right. possible try to you know remind them what they had learned actually and then practice that okay. other way, other point will be with our anyone uh, also indicated that now always you must see potential for the match then they really get motivated and in this particular right. example what i want to suggest will be no now everybody want to become entrepreneur there are chaps that are stop the self thing actually you know so they we, we yes, have sir. a research park also there we feel that now the student can develop a thing and then can also develop it in a research park come out of the product we really can motivate take it further so we are look at opening new chances for them also when you do this project you can take it further there are one or two year funding available there you can do research for develop a product they really get motivated take the traditional knowledge into a product possible that's one way like possible drive for that also beautiful beautiful i think uh, what you all three have just brought out is the fact that satisfaction comes rather professional satisfaction comes from what you have contributed rather than what you have achieved in terms of what you will consume and maybe i should ask professor murthy sir what do you say to this how do you nurture this contributory mindset of the students so that they really can put up with the difficulties of uh, venturing out into areas which is what research is all about which is not really familiar or uh, should i say politically correct or uh, something which people would want to stick their necks out what do you say professor murthy yeah in my view what lakshman has said that yes we do it at home has happened from the days of the in the gurukul everything was part of it okay going inward and going outward both were taught in these gurukuls once upon a time but then uh, thanks to our secular system that has come for example i am very keen to start very soon for the next semester a course on yoga okay okay but then people will start looking at uh, you are becoming religious okay uh, so, so so people connect everything as if uh, uh, you know going inward uh, is uh, is for everybody 
for the whole world. I mean, in every religion, this going inward was being taught. Uh, but then you start giving colors to this in our uh, current way of looking at that becomes a little bit of problem. That is the reason why people uh, at the ed educational institution level, nobody is trying to do it because of these issues. Whereas you tend to do it at your own homes because that is your private way of looking at it. But as Professor Rajiv talked about it, uh, this is nothing private. Okay, Growing uh, the inner growth is something which is going to support your uh, you know, professional growth. For example, I can tell you, my meditation has significantly helped me to be more efficient in my work. I've seen this Wonderful. for the last 15 years, okay? That my efficiency in my work has significantly happened thanks to the meditation that I keep doing it. So this is something that uh, uh, is important to be brought uh, from the younger age into the students and ensure that every student gives importance to this. And if that happens, you will see that the next generation that is going to grow will be going, I, mean, I, I call it as flying with both the wings, okay? You will be flying with both an inner growth and an external growth, both happening simultaneously. Wonderful. On that note, I'll go back to Rajivji and say, Rajivji, so here's the big question for you. So all the professors acknowledge the fact that inner growth has really enabled themselves and the students to be able to be much more professionally effective and efficient and contribute to the society at large. And yet the inner growth knowledge system, the inner growth technology, if I kind of say so, the inner growth thing, which is what Indic civilization ethos are all about, is not that really, really being welcomed at large. So Rajivji, your last word, how do you think we should get over this and uh, like to hear from Rajivji? So, you know, I disagree with Professor Lakshman uh, uh, on, on, uh, on that uh, uh, students have had this at home and maybe not in the, uh, in the classroom. Uh, because, you know, when I look at uh, the vast majority of these uh, graduates from prestigious technology places, they want to go overseas. And uh, when they go overseas, uh, unlike China, where 95% of them go back to China, in the, in the case of India, it's the other way around. Unless, uh, unless the visa doesn't allow them to stay, they'd love to stay overseas. Uh, so this kind of a materialistic chasing and everybody, you know, you go, go online and look at all the chatter of the Silicon Valley. I've interviewed, I've had a closed room discussions with many uh, Silicon Valley uh, big shots and they are, it's all materialistic and they make more money and they want to make even more money than they're chasing millionaire wants to be billionaire, billionaire wants to become bored. I don't see any Adhyatma Vidya there. I mean, I'm sorry. The, until Modi came into power, they were cynical about what I was doing. They would trash it. They would make fun of it. They would try to bring me down because that was uh, this was not very popular politically. Since Modi came into power, they've switched colors because they will get some award. Maybe Modi will give some appointment. Maybe they'll join some kind of a committee. So they want to impress because this is now the new dispensation in Delhi and they want to get some deal. Uh, so when I was uh, discussing these kind of issues with Silicon Valley people, firstly, they told me we'll do it closed door off camera. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's pretty, as if it's something shameful. Why is it something shameful? Right. And then, then, then their whole Q&A was based on where do you think is the opportunity where we could go to India and buy out something because maybe they have a failing steel plant, we have a failing, uh, uh, we could privatize ISRO, maybe we could privatize this, that, uh, maybe DRDO, we can get a contract from DRDO. Even 
even the so-called patriotic Indian NRIs, majority of them, their idea was how the hell do we make some money out of it? How do we become, how do we leverage India uh, in a way that will be good for our business? And uh, maybe we go start some venture fund and, uh, you know, and this venture fund, while they'll go there and talk about, you know, great Desh, Desh Bhakti and whatnot, but they're trying to make 10x their investment and buy it off and sell it to Google or something. So it is all pragmatic, materialistic, egotistical. I wouldn't say all, but I would say the vast majority of it. So I don't see the same adhyatmic spirit that would drive an Adi Shankara or that would drive a Panini, uh, the geniuses of their age. I don't see that the highest IQ, most brilliant people uh, entering the prestigious colleges in India are driven by the same passion and the same cause, which is a much higher uh, purpose. Believe me, I gave up everything 25, 20, 27, yeah. 28 years ago from a materialistic success to pursue this, hoping and being, I was very confident that many others will join me because there are so many successful Indians who made more than enough. They don't need to keep making more money, but I'm very disappointed. The only way that Indians want to join and get funding these things is, is when they feel that it will help them politically back in India or something. So my experience based on people I've interacted with is not been as positive that their upbringing in homes was of a very solid inner uh, adhyatmic okay. kind. Uh, 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 maybe we very are looking point. at different parts of India. Very interesting point. In fact, uh, on that note, I think there's a lot of hope that India has that we have professors like Professor B.S. Murthy heading important institutions and has been trying to bring in the change that can really empower every Indian person, Indian person to become a better professional, right? And I think on that note, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, Professor Lakshman, Professor Manivandan, Professor uh, Samat Kumar would definitely agree with you that uh, apart from learning from home, there's so much more to be done at the institutional level. So let me kind of say, thank you. We are all done a wonderful job discussing this. This is the end of episode two. Thank you, professors. Thank you, Rajivji.